Hello everybody, welcome to Failed Rockstar Club podcast. Podcast talks about music, mental health and fashion. Oh, hello. Hi, this is me, Stephen Bobby Hurdle and Jeremy Peter Dixon. That's right. We're here and controversially we're recording this on a Tuesday morning. The shop is already open, so there's... (laughs) <laughs> this is going to be evidence of how busy our shop is. Or not. <laughs> or, yeah, as the case may be, not too busy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if if we do get customers, I mean, it's quite early to be fair, so it's very quiet usually in the morning. Shh. If we do get customers, we will sort of involve them in the podcast. I think that would be a special treat to hear a, a voice that isn't ours. Mm. Um, I guess, um, confession, we did our football one last week. Does football <laughs> affect your mental health? And we had... No one hardly listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> so we've learned a lesson that no one wants to hear about us talk about football. So we, we, I mean, give the public what they want, mm-hmm. I say. So we will try not to mention football or any, I mean, it might come up today, but we'll try and keep it to a bare minimum. It certainly won't be the theme of this podcast. No. Uh, how have you been anyway? Let's, let's just check in. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, a, I'm on a new, current new voyage at the moment of discovery. Yeah. So I've been studying and reading and listening to about Stoicism, mm-hmm. um, the f- the famous ancient philosophy, Roman philosophy, and Greek philosophy. Um, so I've been learning about that, and it's a book I bought is about it's like a daily. Um, so every single day, it's three hundred and sixty-six for one for the leap year. Yep, good. Um, <laughs> bits of stoic philosophy so it's like a little chapter every day so you read every single day to, so it's not like a big bite-sized chunk so it gives you something to meditate on and think about throughout the day so do you read it in the morning and then sort of I try and bring it into the day ahead what yeah oh yeah just just think about it really hmm. like it's like i don't think nothing happens overnight so there's a long-term plan to kind of like think about how you approach the world mentally and um think about how you deal with others and work and your life to work hard, to be accepting of yourself and others' opinions and not be influenced by what other people think about you or say about you and how to deal with situations that have come up and how you can deal with them stoically and mindfully. Guess. Sounds good. It's interesting. I found it interesting well, anyway. What's one that's <coughs> so far that you've read that has really sort of resonated? Um, so... Sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, I know. Just think. <laughs> Stitch up. No. It's different stuff every time, but it's like, for example, like one I was reading, it was talking about other people's opinions, I guess. And so you're on your own path and other people are on their own paths as well. And it's if you're all on the same page, like they put the example, say, for example, that if you're all eating unhealthily, there's no conflict there because you're all on the same kind of path. Mm-hmm. But if you start going on a diet, conflict starts to arise like i.e. where we're going to eat or if you're going to start eating more healthily or what you're going to have if you're going to have a takeaway or eat healthily and you're and then it's basically saying that you shouldn't let other people's opinions affect how you're, you're the path that you're on mm. but vice versa you shouldn't be judgmental about other people's journeys as well um, and you shouldn't let what they think about you if they kind of like talk down on what you're doing um, you shouldn't put you shouldn't think badly of that you should be strong enough to do it but also not judge them hmm. with the path they're on because they were they were they're at a part where you would have installed so if you're two years down the line with something they're just starting but the idea is basically just by the very fact that you're talking thinking about it um but just by the very fact that you're thinking about it is enough to kind of start on the journey hey dude you're right mate <laughs> very well how are you i feel it there yeah. i don't know what, what a podcast. Treat. 
Huh? We're podcasting. Podcast. I thought you had your thing on Tuesdays. Thursdays. Thursday. Yeah. It's just coffee. usual. Just me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's kind of that. Like I, I was talking to Freddie about it yesterday, and one of the things they talk about is like reminding us when things get tough, or you're having a bad day at work, or you've had an argument. Hmm? Shall I just do it? Um, this is live coffee making in the shop. I could always edit it out, probably won't. Um, but what I can say now, but um, well, interesting that you just literally brought it up. We were talking about how the the, you know, the anti-vax sort of freedom march that was in London yesterday. Yeah. And I was get busy getting angry about anybody who went to it. Yeah. And specifically, a customer comes in here who we know is anti-vax. And you were very sort of philosophical about the thing, sort of saying, "Well, she's on her own path, yeah. Well, exactly. You shouldn't let it affect you." Yeah. But I can't help but get annoyed by it. Yeah. Well, of course, and it well, is everyone's you know, how you approach something different is how you approach it is everyone's different, right? But I try and look at it like I can't let other people's opinions or what actions affect how you you can't control that. What you can control is how you react to it, and how you can kind of like not let it do your head in. I guess that's kind of like that's kind of like the basic premise, and also the idea that we're all going to die. And I just wanted to Freddie about it, and he's like, "Fucking, hell, that's miserable." And I was like, "No, but think, no, don't think about what it means. But the fact is that you need to kind of like make the most of your day, make the most of the life that you do have. Yeah, don't accept. focus on the death part. Right, but it's, the whole point is that it's like. Something like I can't remember that in phrase, but it's like oh yeah, the Moriarty or something. That's how it is. But yeah, that we all going to die. It might be tomorrow. It might be in twenty years' time. It's just the way it is. Don't don't be down about that. Make the most of the time you do have in this world. Seize the day. Yeah, exactly. Carpe carpe diem. Yeah, exactly the same thing. That's a very stoic. Um, so yeah, and. You don't have to look at it miserable, like, oh, that's so fucking miserable. Jez is taking a coffee out to a customer. What a guy. Outside, Spanish style, sun's out. Probably will it, probably edit this bit out. Okay. Oh, this is gold, this is podcast gold. Yeah. So, anyway, um, before we get cracking, Jez, do you want to tell good people of... Um, oh. The world, who we are, and where are we? Yeah, of course. So, I, I mean, I briefly mentioned we are here live from uh, Forty Old Lane, Best Days Vintage, uh, our shop. Uh, you know, it's a Tuesday morning. It's a very sunny day. We've turned the fan off because you know we didn't want the hum to annoy you. So it's, you know, I'm getting pretty moist. So I imagine you will be after I've said that. Uh, and yeah, I'm. Jeremy Peter Dixon, you're Stephen Bobby Hurdle. Yeah, that's Yeah, so this week's episode... Uh, actually, before we start, I've got a question. A Russian a question. A Russian question? Wow. It so, kind of fits in a little bit, I suppose, what we've been talking about so far. Say no more. It's work for this one. Um, this one is from Astrid Pentakova. Oh, that's a beautiful name. I know, a very beautiful name. Oh, just an old lady spit. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> oh, 
Jeezy crazy. Takes all sorts, doesn't it, in this world? She must be in her 70s at least. 80s, I'd Maybe say. Maybe 80s, just gobbed <laughs> on the street. <laughs> little slice of life there. Yeah. Astrid. Astrid, what, what do you got to ask? Why do old ladies gob on the street? <laughs> well, that's a coincidence. Like, do you like your job? Oh. Well, that's a question I can actually answer for oh. once. Mm. Thank you, Astrid. Uh, I genuinely love my job. And I was saying this only yesterday to a customer that I shouldn't take it for granted. I mean, there are aspects that are difficult because it's our own business. You, you feel under pressure because you can't, you know, a quiet day, you can't just clock out. But on a day-to-day basis, we listen to music all day. We talk to lovely people. We're making a difference, which feels good. You know, we're helping helping people. Uh, and, you know, quite often, you, you'll make someone's day a little bit better and that, that makes you feel good. So yes, Astrid, I do like my job. And we've, we've always said, after Rockstar, owning our own vintage shop was our second, like, that was like our second down the list of dream jobs. And we, you know, how many people get to do the no, yeah. number two on their dream job list? Not many. So yes. I was listening to Ricky Gervais talking on um, the Wernham Blog podcast, yep. talking about the 20th anniversary of The Office. And he said, which I don't know how I felt about it at the time, but he said most important things is to be able to do what you believe in and yep. do something that you feel authentically passionate about. Yep. And, and people to, will enjoy and it. Be able to be able to afford to pay your rent. Yep. Everything else is like whatever. That's they're the two things. Said the multimillionaire Ricky yeah. James. <laughs> so I was, yeah. I was slightly like, well, you've made your money, it, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I get. I, I feel like he's authentic. I get the impression. I think he's like becoming he more from a working authentic. class family. It's not yeah. like he was born into money. He, you know, yeah. as he's getting older, he's definitely definitely getting more. Um, again, you can see a lot of stoicism in the sort of the way he looks at the world. Like he talks a lot about death, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and what you should be doing in the meantime, but between those points and those sort of comments about do what you love and do make try and make a difference and be authentic because someone will believe someone. W- he said, yeah, he was saying there's seven billion people in this. Earth. Yeah, some so, people somewhere yeah. will find what you do interesting. Even things that you think are really niche and only you like them, even a tiny percentage mm. of the world likes it, then that's millions. That's enough to yeah. kind of. So that's why we're today we're talking. About. So we got a very <laughs> tiny percentage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's true that I think like doing a job like we do, I think that I, yeah, I love what we do. I think it's important, and it's important to recognise that, isn't it? It's important to recognise that we do something positive, and yeah, because it's all about money again. Because we don't really earn a lot of money from what we do, nope. but we're rich in other ways. I think with a job, mm. especially like recently since we've brought in the sort of in-house counselling. Just stupid chair, doing it. <laughs> we've brought in the in-house counselling, and we, you know, that <laughs> goes the keyboard. Rock and roll. It's all of a pair. That's better. Uh, it, I'm starting to... The, the community that we've created is growing and people have started coming in because they've sort of heard about that aspect of what we do and it, it's really heartening. It, you know, it makes me mm. feel good. We spoke, I'm making other people feel we good. We spoke about this originally, right? It's like it's been a bit of a long journey in trying to get to understand what that means, but slowly but surely we're getting there, aren't we? With yeah. What, what it means to be a be- member of yeah. Best Days Vintage and what it, is, it means to help people and what that means and it's also it has helped financially as well like it's mm-hmm. definitely like you can't you know it's do it's also helping us to run a business so it's everything is like it's really positive um so we are yeah. going to ask us again next week when yeah it's quite a very <laughs> shit week um 
So we're going to talk about rock stars, mm. what they did before they're famous, and what we think they would be doing now if they weren't a rock star. Mm. So you said you've done a bit of you've done a bit of prep work, Jess. Where's I put my phone? Because oh. that's where my research. Oh, it's here. Okay. Yes. Well, I've got a list of I think twenty. What they did. Daniel Craig was homeless for a I while. I didn't know that. Ellie, our counsellor, she said that. Oh, okay. Before becoming. Have you had that verified? From her, I don't know how. I've got 28 boring day jobs musicians did before they were famous. Okay. Do you want, do you want this now? Shall I go for yeah, this? Yeah, go for it, yeah. Okay, Kurt Cobain. What do you think he. Because you can. What do you think he did before he was. Uh, an unhappy rock star? Uh, he worked in a factory. He was a janitor. Oh. Yeah. David Bowie. Rent boy. Butcher's delivery boy. Oh. So a sausage. Oh, close. A sausage, a sausage poster. Noel Gallagher. What you know this one? Oh yeah, he worked in a, um, a in a builder's a builder building yard doing in the tool, the tool shed doing um, handing out nuts and bolts. Well, he did do that, but he was also a roadie for the oh, carpets. carpets. You, you knew that as well. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. Now this this one kind of makes sense. There's a clue in his in his sort of. Oh, he was a he worked in a cemetery. Close abattoir. Oh. Uh, Kelly from Block Party. Ooh. I think they worked as a in the NHS. <laughs> Good guess. Cinema attendant. <laughs> Brandon Flowers. Uh, he was a pasta pastor's assistant. <laughs> he was a bellboy. <laughs> and a bell boy. Oh, yeah, a bell end. Uh, Mick Jagger. Uh, I think he. Oh, I. Mick Jagger. I think he worked as a teaching assistant <laughs> in a primary school. Hospital porter. Oh, that's, and that's why I thought um, NHS person Kelly was. The oh, there you go. Legendary Lothario Mick actually lost his virginity in the hospital to a nurse in a store cupboard. Classic. Well done. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who At that is. At the age is. of nine. I don't know who that is. Debbie Harry. Now, is it she on oh, your list? She's on my list. Yeah. This is so basically she... my game, but real life. Yeah. Shall I not? That's okay. Say That's that okay. one. Well, she was actually a Playboy bunny. Debbie Harry? Yeah. Oh. Uh, this is how she de- dealt with dirty old men. I fooled around with drugs and was consequently often half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> right, and Freddie Mercury's on there as well. Oh, okay. He's on your list. Yeah, it's basically my game. Um, I think Freddie Mercury... Um, it's a carpenter. <laughs> See, I would have get... Freddie Mercury, I was going to say the top-selling... Uh, perfume sales assistant in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> but he was actually a market... I think Phoenix was that uh, uh, okay. in, a, in a, the in equivalent. equivalent. Yes, exactly. Harrods. Harrods. Let's see. Yeah. Harrods. Market stall owner. Was he? Selling yeah. what? Sold his own artwork as well as second hand clothes. Oh. So, oh, good old job there, Freddie. Uh, Roger, Roger Taylor helped him on the stall sometimes. Jarvis Cocker. Oh, he was around a while before. I. I mean, I assume these people had other jobs, but these are, you know, just the sort of the most mundane ones that yeah. they do. I think Jarvis Cocker was a postman. <laughs> Delivery boy. Fishmonger. <laughs> the manga. Cocker yeah. the manga. <laughs> Jarvis Cocker's mum sent him off to work at a fishmonger's in the hope that the rough lads who worked there would offer some character building. <laughs> <laughs> Jarvis's main job was scrubbing the crabs. Oh. Crab scrubber. <laughs> Jarvis Cocker. Oh, this is racial profiling. Jay Z. What do you think? 
I mean, I've. Uh, it's exactly what you probably as a. I think Jay Z worked in an office as a um, printer. Drug dealer. Oh. Oh, come on. Jay. Rod Stewart. I think Rod Stewart. Oh, hang on. <laughs> I think he was in the careers, a careers advisor. <laughs> See a grave digger. Uh, Rod Stewart. Yeah. What the mod? Yeah, the Highgate Cemetery. Oh. His main job was to mark out plots rather than actually do the graves. So you know. Okay. Uh, Kanye West. I think Kanye West. Probably, if I'm going to really guess, I would say it's probably a commercial airline pilot. <laughs> You'd have heard about that. He works in Gap. Just a sales assistant in Gap. Oh, nice. Oh, solid. That's probably enough, right? Mm. Oh, but there's another one from your list. Uh, That's okay. Morrissey. Oh, Mor- oh, classic Morrissey. I'd expect Morrissey was probably... An environmental education officer. Inland revenue worker. Ah, yeah. Well, that sounds sort. He's, he looks a sort, doesn't he? Courtney Love was a stripper. Tom Waits worked in a pizza house. Jack White was an upholsterer. Hey, guys. Oh, Hi. Riley. That's um, a job. It's on again. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think that gives you an idea of the kind of diverse jobs that rock stars did before uh, yeah. they were so famous. I, I had, well, it kind of ruined my game, because it's basically what my game was. <laughs> My game was a little bit more um, theor- theoretical. So I've, yeah. I've, my game was, what would they be doing if they weren't rock stars? Hey, Hello. My name is Bernard, 2001. You might recognise me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints, and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, mother crushers. Um, okay. So I don't. I said we we keep getting interrupted. (laughs) You realised this was a bad idea. Yeah, this was a trial, and we've realised it turns out the shop is busy, (laughs) and you can't record a podcast when you're open. Okay. So for all those doubters out there who didn't think we had any customers, yeah. But me, the customer you do have, I just returned every return. Yeah, that's yeah, that's two credit credit vouchers. Mm. Not the best. Um, All right, so I'm going to give this a go. See how far we get. (laughs) This is my last chance, so I'm just going to put it out regardless at the end of this. <laughs> Even if it's a complete freaking nightmare. Get an idea for what it's like to try and run a business and do a podcast. Yeah, this is authentic. This is what people yeah. want. Because we can't do it tonight because I've got, we've got to build a wall. Yep. Uh, okay, so... This <laughs> quite a sort of a vague... Yeah. What do you think, if Slash wasn't a rock star, what do you think he would, be, what would he be doing? Slash... 
big curly hair. He would, would he have curly hair? Yeah, he'd have big curly hair. He'd be a bin man. <laughs> he's got he's got a sort of hobo aesthetic. Yeah. I think. I think he'd be a marine scientist. <laughs> really? Is he a brainiac? You think Slash is a brainiac? I think he's. Uh, I think he's interested in um in um. Well, dolphins. he likes snakes. There you go. Oh, maybe a sea snake. A zoo assistant. <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah, I can see Slash at a zoo. An interesting zookeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Midwife. Midwife. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing you see when you come out of your mum's vagina. Yeah. Oh, good. Slash's big curls with his yeah. top hat. He'd, he'd have worn a top hat, whatever job he was, he was doing. Oh. Maybe he'd, he'd be a good ringmaster. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh Barton. Okay. Um, Jimi Hendrix. I thought you were going to say Jimmy Savile then. Mm-hmm. My mind went Savile. Jimi Hendrix yeah. would have been a semi-professional footballer. <laughs> playing for... He's American, like, isn't he? So he'd be, I don't know, he was soccer around in those days. Yeah. He'd, yeah. <laughs> well, semi-professional here yeah. is like the major league there. Oh, okay. He'd have, been, he'd have played for Tampa Bay oh. All-Stars in uh, Florida. Oh. Alongside oh. Roy Wegerly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for software developer. Oh, Okay. What are you basing that on? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he's um he's got a love for um technology. Yeah. Like to uh, alter his guitars. Well, good point. He had an elect- famously had an electric guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very much yeah. a pioneer in that field. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good shout. Statistician. Statistician. <laughs> Statistician. 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 Mm. Bless oh. you. <laughs> yeah. Tour guide. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can see where that. Where would he actually. be a tour guide? Yeah. Oh, Windsor around, Castle. Yeah. An owl sanctuary. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Gotta say, I don't think that's Hendrix's thing. <laughs> he'd much be more likely to be running down the wing in Tampa, yeah. crossing to Roy Wigley. Yeah. Uh, Ringo Starr. I disagree. Yeah. I disagree. He'd be a tour guide. Goodbye. <laughs> Ringo Starr. Okay, let me picture him. He, uh, painter and decorator. Oh. Do you know what? Because I like to, I close my eyes and I picture him doing something. And in my head, I pictured my old next door neighbour when I was growing up, Brian yeah. Garrity, yeah. who had his own uh, uh, decorating company. Morning, Tom. Yeah. I've gone for tax inspector. Yeah, I can see him doing that. Yeah, <laughs> just less off in a tax inspector's place. What's all, mate? You sweaty? Yeah. Been running? Why are you wearing jeans? You've got a perfectly good pair of uh, purple shorts that you bought from here. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like my only cool shorts, and I wear them all the time. Sure, I don't think you have to wash shorts. Because they've got so much air up them. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't judge you for that. I think it's okay with shorts. Oh, it's alright. We all make mistakes. <laughs> it's true. Okay. I think that's probably the end of the podcast. <laughs> You think? We've got time for Rockbusters. All right, go on then. Can I quickly do Rockbusters? Yeah. Just because, you know, the nation expects. Dance floor. Move on the dance floor. Move on the dance floor. Move on the dance floor. Dance floor. Move on the dance floor. Move on the dance floor. Move on the dance floor. Right. The answers to last week. Three... Cats talking at once was, of course. Did you get these or did you see? Oh, the no, I saw the answers. And I thought, oh, oh, okay, really yeah. Was of course Muse and steal a big hole in the side of the cliff was, of course, Nick Cave. Yeah. Right. So this week's two. Remember, the, it's a cryptic clue. Who got it? Who got it last week? There was someone one. Alice, Alice. Alice Parker. 
Parker. Well done, nice Parker. She said, it, uh, "Did she come yeah. in at the weekend?" She not, said she was going to come in at some point for a yeah. for a free drink prize. Same applies. Cryptic crew, cryptic clue to a band or an artist, a musical artist. The first one is my pal, the Christmas bush. My pal, the Christmas bush. Okay. Okay. Anything coming to you there? First, think about it. And number two, snatch the nondescript item over there. Snatch the nondescript item over there. Okay. And that is just Dixon's Carl Pilkington's Rockbusters. What would Nick Cave be doing? He's quite harsh. <laughs> Stealing a big hole in the side of a cliff. Yeah. He would... I, well, I think he'd be something morbid. Gravedigger or uh, Paul Bearer. Ooh. Or... Uh, a television production assistant. <laughs> yes, or television production. Yeah, runner. Yeah. Or nightmare. <laughs> well, perhaps he would be... I was just going to pull this off the top of my head. A seismic interpreter. <laughs> Is that what they... What do they do? Uh, they like interpret... They, so they That's like earthquakes, Earthquakes, right? so they probably like... Well, how do you interpret an earthquake? You probably look at the seismic activity and say... Something's oh, where the next one's going to yeah. come. Something, yeah, something that misses happening. Uh, okay. Be the hero in an action film. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Based on an earthquake. Nick Cave is John Rogan, mm. the seismic interpreter. Perhaps he would be a scene of crime officer. There's a goal. There's a goal. That'll be the end of it. Okay, that was absolute <laughs> chaos. Bye. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Love you, goodbye. No.